helper and our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So, God, you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We have been teaching on membership. And tonight what I'm going to do is just um, go over briefly what we've been going over because we're going to move on to um, something else, not unless the Lord give me more dealing with membership. Um, what I want to start out first with is to let you know this. What we're doing or what the Lord have me to do is we're making disciples. We're sending disciples out, followers of Jesus Christ, learners of Jesus Christ. So everything that you're getting is coming from the word. It's coming from Jesus because he is the word. And we want to do just like the word tell us to do. Amen. So we have to be on one accord to do it. Um, last week we were going over um, why people, reasons people leave the church and um, reasons why you shouldn't leave the church. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to just wrap it all up, everything that we've been over so far, so all of us will be on one accord. Now, we learned Sunday that all of us are kingdom citizens, amen? And to be part of a kingdom, we know that we have to be what? Born again. This is how we're part of the kingdom. But in being part of the kingdom, God has order when it comes to the kingdom, so everything that you're getting in Clem school is going to be according to the order of God, according to the pattern of God, the way God wanted it to be, the way God intended for it to be. And we know what God did through Jesus Christ was to bring back the kingdom, to restore what was lost through Adam. And when Jesus brought back the kingdom, he let them know that the kingdom is within you. And what he was telling the Pharisees and Sadducees, the kingdom is in the midst of you. Meaning that Jesus was bringing rule of heaven, God's government to the earth, God's way of doing things. This is what we supposed to be doing. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first what the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. So what you're getting taught is you getting taught kingdom principles inside this building, which we are the church. We call this building the church, but we learned that we are the church. So you're the church. You come into this building, which is known as what? Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry NC to get taught the things of the kingdom, to get equipped for the things of the kingdom. So you're coming in here to get equipped so you can go out there and you can preach the kingdom of God. And the only way you can do it is by knowing who you are now that you're in Christ, knowing what you have. So by me teaching you discipline in the church, it's teaching us how we should carry ourselves. So when we go outside of this building as kingdom people, we will be different from the world. That's why we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we don't do what the world does. So when you come in here and you get taught, it's showing you who you are now that you're in Christ and the lifestyle that you're supposed to be living. So we've been teaching on discipline in the church, how to handle um, discipline when it comes to the church. Remember, we're the church. We're the body of believers, the body of Christ. 
every joint supply, we're members of that body. And that's how we get membership because you don't find membership in the word of God. But we learned that everybody is a member of the body of Christ. So we come together as members of the body of Christ and we fellowship we assemble together and we come to be on one accord concerning the things of God, concerning the kingdom of God. So everybody's following so far. When you understand kingdom, everything in this Bible won't look strange to you. When you understand how God originally set it up and how God wanted it to be, it won't be um, something that looks, um, you know, weird. Um, when we look at Jesus, Jesus was the king. Jesus came back to bring the kingdom to the earth. And how he did it was using God's laws, God's way of doing things. So everything he saw his father do, that's what Jesus done. He brought it down here on the earth. So what Jesus did, first of all, what we learned was, and I'm just going through the Bible so you can go in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you can find everything I'm saying. So if it's something I'm misquoting, and I pray that I'm not, I could be paraphrasing it, but I'm going quickly. Jesus, when he came to the earth, y'all know he came through who? Mary. And Mary had to accept that seed, which was who? Jesus Christ. God got me going over all this for a reason, because it's going to help you. The seed was Jesus, and she conceived that seed. She took God at his word. So we know the power of the Holy Ghost came in and overshadowed who Mary, and then there was Jesus in her womb. Y'all know Jesus was born. Jesus went into the temple. They were looking for him. Jesus was being taught. They was amazed by him because he had so much in him and the questions that he asked. So when Jesus began to grow up, he was full of wisdom. What was else he full of? Stature, he was full of the wisdom of God, but Jesus still needed the power of God. When you look in the Bible, you can see that Jesus' ministry did not begin until he got what? Power from on high. So the one that God sent to prepare the way for Jesus was who? John the Baptist. So John, when he came, he was preparing the way. And the first thing John said was repent for the kingdom of God is what? At hand. So we know that John was bringing in, introducing the kingdom. He said, have a change of mind. So when John began to do that, Jesus come to John and Jesus told John, you need to baptize me. But John is saying, no, you the one need to be baptizing me. But it was set up this way through the father. Jesus got baptized. Why am I saying this? Because Jesus came in the flesh. He was the son of God. He came in the flesh as what? The son of man. So in order for Jesus to carry out the plans and purposes of God, the government of God here on this earth to bring the kingdom here, he had to have a fleshly body. So that's why the Bible said the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld what? His glory, right? So he was bringing the kingdom down here to earth. But what he needed was he needed the power of God in order to do that, in order to manifest the kingdom. So Jesus went up under the water. Y'all know when you go up under that water, that's what? The baptism. So when he come up from under the water, the Bible says that then the power of God came upon Jesus. After that happened, Jesus was led in the wilderness by the spirit. But remember, Jesus was baptized. 
He went under the water. Baptism mean what? It's symbolic. It's representing the death and burial. When he come up, it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what do we talk about is becoming a member. You need to be what? Born again. You need to be baptized under the water. But if you do not get baptized up under the water, if Jesus come and you don't have the opportunity, that does not mean that you're going to, not going to heaven because the Holy Spirit, he baptizes you in the body of Christ according to 1 Corinthians, what? The 12th chapter. So if you don't get baptized before Jesus, um, when Jesus come, you okay, you will go to heaven. But part of it is you need to be baptized. So once you're baptized up under the water, and you're born again, first of all, then you're baptized, because if you're not um, born again and you go under that water, you're just coming up a bigger devil. So we want to line everything up with the way that Jesus did it through the word of God. So he got the power of God upon him. He began to be tempted in the wilderness. And y'all know that the test that Satan brought Jesus, he passed every test. Why? He had the power of God. That was coming upon him. He said, man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus was tempted in every way. He was tempted by, um, what is the three things we're tempted by? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and pride of life. All three of those areas, he was tempted by the devil. But he did not succumb to the enemy because of the relationship he had with his father and because of the work that God has sent him to do. So he used the power of the word to overcome who? The enemy. After this, after Jesus had passed the test in the wilderness, what happened? Jesus began at that time to say, repent. This is when his ministry began. Why am I saying this? You got too many people going out trying to minister to other people, trying to carry the good news, which I'm going to say this. People say the good news is concerning Jesus Christ. No, it's not. The good news is concerning the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ brought. That's the good news. Jesus was decreeing and declaring the good news of the kingdom. So as Jesus first started out, he said, repent. In Matthew, the fourth chapter, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. What was Jesus saying? I want you to have a change of mind. Because God's kingdom has come in the midst of you. Who was bringing the kingdom? Jesus was bringing the kingdom. The next thing that Jesus did after he said that, Jesus was getting followers. He was getting his followers. He was getting his disciples. Why was he getting these disciples? Because he said he's going to teach them the way of the kingdom, the way things should be done on earth now, being that the kingdom have come because Jesus was bringing the kingdom. Jesus was bringing everything concerning the father to the earth. And this is the thing. Jesus said God's government right now is on earth to rule and reign, to dominate everything that's on earth. So it's nothing that earth can do to you is what I want you to do to this earth to show my kingdom here. Because his kingdom rules over all. So this is what we have to understand. Jesus was showing God's kingdom here on the earth and said, my kingdom is going to rule over all. My kingdom is going to dominate here on the earth the way it was set up in the beginning. So when Jesus was doing that, he was doing it by showing healing. 
He was doing it by casting out demons. He was doing it by showing prosperity. Jesus just done what the kingdom of God was doing in heaven. He was bringing that to earth. So he was teaching his followers, his um, 12 disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, the way of the kingdom. So what he did, he taught the kingdom. If you notice in Matthew, the fourth chapter, it said he taught and he preached the kingdom of God. People are going out and proclaiming Jesus Christ. That's good. But you have to. Jesus is the door, but you have to go through the door. See, we stop at the door, which is Jesus Christ. Remember, we done the tabernacle, and the tabernacle started at the gate, the door, which was Jesus Christ. And you had to enter through that gate, but you had to bring a sacrifice that was without blemish, which was Jesus was the lamb. The only way you can get through that door was through Jesus Christ, right? So everywhere you stopped, it represented Jesus. Then when you got to the holies of holies, y'all, there was still two doors, Jesus is still the door. So he's the way to the kingdom. God was right there in the holies of holies. And Jesus is the one that got us before God. It was nothing we did but trust Jesus, the lamb. Y'all get it? So now we're looking at how he was teaching how things should be concerning the kingdom. Jesus taught on loving your enemies. Y'all, this is why when we come into this building... We're the church. We come into this building to get taught because all of us supposed to be on what? One accord. We're supposed to have the same mind. We're supposed to um, be doing things the same way that the word of God um, has already done it. So you need people to teach you these things. Jesus taught those disciples. Jesus was the whole fivefold. He was the apostle. He was the one that was sent. He was the one, the architect, that had the plans of God. Y'all, it's so good. When you catch all of it, it is so mm-mm good. He was this finger, this thumb right here. Remember, this thumb can touch every finger. You can't get all of these fingers to do what this thumb can do. Jesus was the architect. He was the one with the plans of God. He was the one that was going to lay down his life. And the only way that we could be saved and delivered was through Jesus laying down his life. None of us could do it. We couldn't save ourselves. So then he came. He was the um, apostle. He was the prophet. He was the evangelist. He was the pastor. And he was the teacher. Jesus played all five of these roles. And guess what? The disciples was up under all five of these roles. So they were listening to the teacher. They were listening to the pastor. They were listening to the evangelist. They was listening to the apostle. They was listening to the prophet, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus began to teach them. And as he taught them, this is what he said in Matthew 10. Everybody following me? It's a lot, but it's just a review. Matthew 10. This is what he said. One. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manners of sickness and all manners of disease. That's the kingdom. Jesus gave them the power. He gave them the authority to cast out demons. This is what we supposed to be doing. But guess what? You can't do that without the power. 
that comes upon you. That power is what? The gifts of the spirit. You got to have those gifts in operation as the spirit wills in order to go out and do what God has called you to do. So he gave them that power to cast out demons, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So everywhere that Jesus went, Jesus was representing the kingdom and letting them know the kingdom has come to rule over sickness. The kingdom have come to rule over demons. The kingdom have come to take rule over all. Y'all get it? Don't that make y'all feel good? I don't know about y'all, but my baby up here leaping. I'm excited. And then listen at this. It gives the names of those disciples, of the followers of Jesus Christ. But listen what Jesus told them in verse um, 7. As you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. And I like this. Now look, he said heal the sick, cast out devils. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and listen what he said. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purse. Why would Jesus say that? Because they were kingdom citizens. Because they were representing the kingdom everywhere they went, whatever they needed, it was already supplied. Y'all don't get it? Wherever they went, it was already supplied. What do we do? We try to look for the supply first before we go like God tell us to go. If God tell you to go and you're representing the kingdom, the kingdom rules over all. The kingdom owns everything. And the only thing you got to do is speak those things that be not as though they were. And God has already set up everything you need. That's just how easy it's supposed to be. So money. And some people say, well, (laughs) you got to have money. Yeah, that's why he said if you don't work, you don't eat. But what he say is if he's sending you somewhere, if your pocketbook is empty, you're going to check in with kingdom. And you're going to tell, you're going to say, wait a minute, God. And he's going to say, you wait a minute. I want you to speak those things that be not as though they were. If I'm going to send you to take care of something, already supplied the need. I just want you to go where I'm sending you. So we see that the resources was there because he said, you don't need to provide this. And then he said, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, shoes, staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. So look at this. I'm going to stop there because I'm going in the book of Acts. Now remember, he showed his disciples all of these things, right? They followed Jesus Christ. A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. So Jesus was teaching them the way of the kingdom. And when we get farther into the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, remember Jesus had to go be with the Father. But he told him in John 14, remember they were used to Jesus. They walked with Jesus. They talked with Jesus. Anything they didn't understand, who did they ask? They asked Jesus. Jesus would explain it to them. So they knew that they had Jesus right there to to answer questions or to do whatever was needed for them, right? So then we go farther. When Jesus was going to be with the Father, what did he do? He talked to them 40 days concerning the kingdom. After he talked with them for 40 days concerning the kingdom, remember when they were with him, Jesus gave them the power. He gave them the right. But now Jesus is leaving them. He said, now being that I'm leaving you and I'm going to be with the Father, he said, you still need to be endued with this power on high. Now, 
He told them where to go to get this power. Y'all got to follow me because what's happening is I'm showing you we're getting into the part of membership. We're getting into um, discipline and all of this stuff. I'm going to back up a little bit. Jesus taught them how to handle problems which came up amongst them. Remember Matthew 18. Jesus taught them that if you have ought against your brother, what do you do? You go to your brother. This is kingdom. Because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And if we can't go to each other and help each other, we're going outside of the word of God. This is why so many church folks, church people are going through because they don't handle things the way the word of God tell you to handle it. You don't let your brother or sister fall in a pit when you see them going in a pit. Jesus taught on adultery. He taught on fornication. He taught on whatever goes in a man is what's going to come out of a man. He told you what's in a man. He named fornication. He named adultery. He named all kind of things that represent sin that will come out of a man. Did he not? But in the kingdom, these things do not supposed to be. So we in the body of Christ, what we do when we see these things going on with our brother and sister, we go to our brother and sister and we remind them of what the word has already said concerning that situation. We remind them in what? In meekness. These things should not be in the church. They should not be amongst us. Why? That's why Jesus died. Jesus died for sin. Every sin that some sins we probably don't even know about. Jesus died for them. And if Jesus died for them, those, that means those sins were done away with, right? So when you know what's done away with, you don't want to bring it back into the church. You're the church. And when those things start popping up, Jesus even said that when a man or woman lust, a man lust after a woman in his heart, he already slept with that woman. He already committed. He went deep with it. So that's why we have to renew our mind on a daily basis. When the Bible say flee it, we flee it and we don't give thought to it. We cast it down. Everything we need is right here in the word to live the life that God want us to live. This is why we have isms and schisms in the body of Christ because we don't take the time to go into the word to know what the word is saying to us. So if Jesus taught them about ought, he taught them to love each other. He said, bless those who love those who he said, love those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully what? Okay, we're backwards. Church folks are backwards. We don't want to bless nobody who curse us. We want to kill them. We want to talk about them. We don't want to love nobody who hate us. We don't want to have nothing else to do when I felt that. If somebody hates you, you stay far away from them as you can. You don't want to deal with them with the love of God. See, this is what we supposed to be doing to represent him, the kingdom. Jesus taught Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7 right after he got those followers. He taught them. He did the Sermon on the Mount, y'all, for a reason. When you go back to that Sermon on the Mount, you need to say, God, you're talking to me. This is how I supposed to be. This is how I supposed to represent you in this world to let people know I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I am totally different. 
I don't do what the world is doing. I don't talk about my brother and sister. If I find a fault, what do I do? I restore them in meekness. So everything the word tell us, that's what we do. So we supposed to go to our brothers and sisters in love. We don't supposed to do this. Y'all know what that is? Remember the illustration I gave, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring it to my remembrance. I believe I used Teresa. Who else I used? Manny and was one more. It was somebody else how I was saying that I'll, I'll do it again. Gossip going on in the church or ill will. If somebody, if I go to somebody and I begin to say something concerning somebody and I'm saying something that ain't right, that person don't stop me. Let's say it get to Teresa and Teresa don't stop me. She know it's wrong, but she don't stop me and I'm her brother, I'm her sister in Christ. And then I go to Manny and then Manny begin to correct us. Then I get mad at Manny and I go back to them and say, who he think he is? Because we don't want to receive correction in the body of Christ. That's not what we're supposed to do as representing him, the kingdom. We're supposed to shut that down in love, and we're supposed to speak truth in love. We don't supposed to be coming against each other. This is why we're getting the teaching on discipline. How do you handle discipline in the church? Remember in 1 Corinthians 5, when the uh, son was sleeping with the father's wife, his stepmother. The church knew what was going on. He was still in leadership. And by them not handling it, they were boasting and bragging to my, you go boy, you done slept with your mama. You, who does that? So they were boasting. They were bragging in church. So when you don't go to your brother and sister and let them know what they're doing is wrong, you agreeing with that sin. And guess what? It comes in the church. And a little leaven leavens what? The whole lump is like cancer. It goes through the whole church. And if one is getting away with it, the next one that's even thinking it is saying, well, just like um, Cain's little grandson, he said, well, if my granddaddy got away with it, I can get away with it. So that's why we get taught in the body of Christ, the character of God, how we're supposed to be living. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. You are the salt of the earth. So we get taught these things so we can live according to the kingdom. And everybody will know, oh, there go that old save or thing again. Here she come. I know she, see, that devil already stirred up because they see you coming. Because they talk, wait a minute, let me correct something. Some of y'all got some issues. I'm just going to say it. And people that see you coming don't want you to come because you're not living the kingdom life. You live in the way of the world's life and putting the kingdom in the midst of it and telling people, people turning away from me because I'm speaking the word. You got to speak it and you got to live it. You just can't speak it. That's why you have to know what the word of God is saying to you. So when we get in the book of Acts, Jesus went to be with the Father. They were endued with power from on high. They began to speak in tongues. 
And as they began to speak in tongues, that was the evidence of the power of God coming upon them. They began to speak in all of these different languages, and the people were there. They were hearing what was being said in the language, and then guess what? Peter began to be bold. See, when you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you get a holy boldness about you. He began to talk about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as he done that, their hearts were pricked. And they said, what must we do? Guess what? They began to accept the word. The Bible said they gladly accept the word that Peter brought. And when they um, accepted it, they were baptized. They had the power of God upon them. And this is where I'm going. Is that a lot of what? Y'all just go back and listen, okay? I'm on a roll right now. Lord have mercy, I'm on the roll. The word is so, so good. Okay, Acts 2. This is where I am. Acts 2.41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day. Listen at how many were added unto them. It started out with 120. And it said after Peter got to preaching the kingdom, preaching concerning Um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, 3,000 souls were added unto the believers. Guess who they were added to? The believers. Understand this. Then guess what happened next? Remember, those 120 that were together, they were taught what? The word of God. They were on what? One accord. If you go back and read Acts 1 and 2, they were on one accord, had the same mind. They took the same word from Jesus. Everybody was on one accord. But then after they were added, listen what they did. This is the key. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. You got to be up under somebody. Did y'all hear what I said? Apostles. They, they were up under the apostles' doctrine, teaching. Why? Because those apostles were followers of Jesus, learners of Jesus Christ, so they were up under their teaching and fellowship, meaning that they were on one accord, they were united, they were getting taught the same thing. And guess what happened when they were getting taught the same thing? And it says, in breaking of bread and in prayer, and they did signs and wonders, and 44, this is the thing, And all that believe were together. And all that believe were together. And all that believe were together. Y'all get it? What do it mean to be together? Unity. One accord. They were together. And it says, and had all things common. Do you know all things common mean? They shared what they had. Meaning that everything that they had didn't belong to them. It belonged to everybody. This is what's supposed to be happening in the church. We're the church. Some of y'all saying, well, you can quit right there. Just stop right there because I worked too, too long for what I have for you to tell me I got to share. You don't understand kingdom. See, because you got to be willing to give up. See, people get mad when you talk about possessions. But when you in the kingdom, nothing you have belong to you. It belongs to the kingdom. It belongs to God. And whatever he tell you to do with it, that's what you're supposed to do. I never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Because everything that you have when you leave here, if your children don't get it, the state going to get it. 
And if you ain't got a will, the children going to be fighting over what you got, going to court, spending money to get what you got. And then they can't get what you got if you in debt. That's the way of the world. Didn't y'all know that? Some people just leave their kids a bunch of debt. <laughs> Time the bills get all paid off, ain't nothing left. All things common. And listen what they did. And sold their possessions, y'all. Possessions is what you own. You cannot sell a house if it ain't paid for. You can't sell a car if, it ain't, if it's not paid for, okay? It said they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. This is what we're supposed to be doing in the body of Christ. It's laid out right here. Jesus taught them this way of doing things. So it was nothing that they had. See, when you're a part of the kingdom, you give up you. Money ain't your God no more. God is your God. That's why the Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. We don't supposed to be going after things. We supposed to make things subject unto us. Y'all know what I'm talking about, women, when them pocketbooks and that hair look good. You probably say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. He said, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Then the thought come, girl, you look good with that kind of hair in your, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Because you know you got stuff you're supposed to do. And one thing that you're supposed to do, you're supposed to give. But you said, I need this hair more than they need my money. <laughs> Or I need these nails, or I need this or that more than the church need this. But that's why we have to have such a relationship with God that we let go of ourselves. Remember the Bible says that you have to deny yourself. Once you deny yourself, then you can take up the cross. People are taking up the cross and have not denied themselves, and that's why it's not lasting for you. Because you go back and continue to do the same thing. But they gave up things. And then it said, and they, and listen at this, and they continued daily with one accord. Did y'all hear what daily mean? Could somebody tell me what daily mean? Excuse me? Excuse me? So they were daily doing what every day? Hello? Excuse me, Manny. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. And it comes to what? That's the problem with the church. Nobody want to get in the word. Nobody want to have the word daily. We want to have everything else daily except the word. Because we ain't denied ourselves yet. We want to do everything we want to do on a daily basis, but the word is not part of it. Y'all, you cannot live without the word. The word is what quickens you. The word is what brings life to you. That's why my baby is up here leaping because I'm speaking the word and the word is bringing life to me, to every part of my being because what? I've been in the word. So the word is doing a rumbling and a shaking and on the inside of me. And the more I talk about the word, I feel life coming to me through the word. If you're not getting that quickening, it's because you're not in the word long enough. The more time you spend with the word, your mountain ain't big no more. That mountain becomes so small because you got something bigger. You got the kingdom. 
God used his word to bring the kingdom. Jesus was the word. And when we use the word, we're shutting down everything else. If you want it shut down, I double dog dare you to take this word. Because the word is your medicine. When you don't feel like getting up. I was reading in the book of Daniel today. And Daniel, when he was receiving the word of, from, from the kingdom, from Gabriel, Daniel couldn't even stand up. That's just how powerful the word was. But the Bible says that Daniel said, I'm, I'm, I'm weak. I can't stand up to even take in this word. And then the angel began to speak strength. And all of a sudden, he was up. He said, because you spoke that word. He said, I got, oh, y'all got to read it. He said, because you spoke it, now I can stand up straight. Y'all read it. It's in Daniel. And when I read that thing, I'm like, speak. That's where you get your strength from is the word. Daniel could not even stand in the presence of that word. He was weak. And then after he had all of these visions coming from the word, it says that he was sick for a few days. He couldn't even do his duties to the king. He got up and it started all over again. Because Daniel's heart was out for the people. So God used Daniel even when he was in Babylon. And guess what? They found out, King Nebuchadnezzar, that God is the greatest God. He's higher than our gods. He dominate all. Y'all, what's happening with us? What's going on with us? That's why you in here. To get taught. And guess what? Jesus, when he left, he knew they needed a tutor, which was the Holy Spirit. So he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. You had me all these years and you still going to have me. Because if you need to be comforted, the Holy Spirit is there. If you need to be taught, the Holy Spirit is there. Whatever you need, the Holy Spirit is going to be there. Just call on the Spirit of God. He's there for you to give you what you need. He's only going to testify according to what I say. And that's what he's going to give you. Because he is the spirit of truth. Y'all, we have all of this. And then God had to send people, the fivefold, to teach you the way of the kingdom so you can go out and make more disciples. Y'all, it's not converts. It is disciples. Everybody in here can carry the word. You don't need a license. He said, preach them. He said, send them out and, and allow them. Let me read it. I won't mess that up. Matthew 28. This is what he told the disciples. Matthew 28, it says, verse 18, y'all listen at this. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That means he want them to make... Um, disciples baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost now that teach is to disciple all nations go look it up in the greek when you see words that's um in the bible it may not mean what is um in the bible so you got to look it up he said i want you to disciple all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy ghost teaching them to observe all things 
whatsoever I have commanded you. So what you're getting taught, then you're going to go out and teach others to observe. And then it says, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. So everybody in here that's born again, that has the power of God, that has come upon you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And you cannot do it until you're taught. This is why they were up under the apostles' doctrine. They were up under the apostles' teaching. And if you go through the book of Acts, as they got taught by the apostles, they began to teach others, and the number grew to 5,000. It was growing because you have other people teaching the same thing. And then they were doing exactly what they were taught. So it's time for us in the body of Christ to know what the word of God is saying, to know the order of God, because traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. See, what we do is in churches today, we have the deacons running the pastor. That's not right. That's not what the words say. No deacon is going to tell me what to do. We are one in the body of Christ. No deacon is going to tell me what I can't teach or what I can't preach. And they out drinking and fornicating and carrying on. No. You got deacons running the church. You got control in the church. And we don't supposed to rule over each other. We rule over the earth, not one another. We just come into alignment with what God assigned us to do and what he anointed us to do and we show respect one for the other by being the body of Christ. So this is why we're going over all of these things to show you how God intended for it to be. It's right here in the Bible. A deacon, matter of fact, we went over this when um, the apostles... They were told about the widows, how they were neglected. The apostles told them, he said, go out and get some men full of, um, let me read it. Something's wrong with that too. They they ain't full of that. He said, and in those days, (laughs) Acts chapter 6, and in those days when the number of disciples was multiplied, y'all hear that? The disciples were multiplied. There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples. These were the twelve. These were the apostles. Unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. You know what those apostles were saying? We shouldn't have to leave the word and do this duty dealing with the widows because this is where we need to be in the word to teach you. We shouldn't have to leave that. He said this, wherefore brethren, look ye out among you seven men who had to look for them. Those disciples. He said among you. Why did he say among you? Because all of them got the same teaching. They were on one accord. So it should not been hard, but he gave stipulations. He said of an honest report. Woo. Thank God for the gifts of the spirit. Full of the Holy Ghost, not full of mess. And wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. He said, now I want you to go look for these men based on this criteria. You got deacons in the church that ain't saved. That's drinking. That's partying. But one thing that they do have is mula. 
So they put them over there to make them look good. Some of them might be saved, but then some of them ain't full of the Holy Ghost. Because when you're full of the Holy Ghost, change come. Because that fire that's in you is going to burn up everything that ain't of God. You ain't going to be able to cheat on your wife. You ain't going to be able to, to go out and party hard and then come back in. Oh, how I love Jesus. Come on, sing it with me. Oh, and everybody know where you was last night and you singing, oh, how I love Jesus. And that's why I believe they stay on their knees so long at this altar. People know the lifestyles of the ones that's in the church and they up. Preach. This was the criteria. They found the seven men, right? They found them. And what they did, y'all know what happened. Stephen, Stephen, he began to teach. He began to tell. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what happened with Stephen. They stoned him to death. So if you don't want to be stoned to death, Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about Jesus. Because the moment you start telling people truth, they're going to stone you with their mouth. They're going to persecute you. They're going to hate you. Even your household will start, start hating you. Your children, your mother, your father. And if your husband ain't saved, he's going to not like you either. There's going to be division in your house because of who you are. But that's when you're supposed to show kingdom outside of what they're doing. You're supposed to still stand and speak truth. You don't supposed to bow down. Because when you bow down, you're serving their God, not the most high God. Truth is what stands. Sanctify me in truth. Thy word is. That's what we do. So this is how the order of the church is supposed to be. And when we follow God's order, guess what? That church is going to flourish. That church is going to do everything that God has called that church to do. And when things are not right in the church, we bring order. But we do it in love. Amen? And I'm going to stop right there. Because y'all, I can go on. Thank you, God. Did everybody grab hold to that? Did everybody understand that? Okay, this is what we're going to do in closing. Thea, come up here and tell me what I said. The Holy Ghost got you. Because as you open your mouth, he's going to speak for you and he's going to speak through you. Because it's something that hits you that when you open your mouth, when you start talking, you ain't going to be able to hush. So go ahead. Say what you said. Speak of thee. <laughs> uh, what did you get out of what was said of thee? What I got out of what was said on tonight is that Jesus, and it really, it really helped me too, because when I read the Bible, and I was reading when I, when, he, when the Bible always say the kingdom of God is at hand, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what are you talking about? The kingdom of God is at hand. But then tonight, when she broke it down, that Jesus came to bring the kingdom. To bring the kingdom of God, to bring, to set in order the way that God would have things set in order. Just like if you go to, uh, okay, how can I say this? 
just like when, when, when another country comes in and take over another country, you have to abide by that country's rules Amen. and that country laws. If they uh, wear their clothes a certain way, Amen. if they wear their hair a certain way, then you have to do what they say do. Stop because right there, T. Hold that thought. Please hold that thought. Because you're all up in my business. See, I knew the Holy Ghost was going to tell you. You all up in my business. You just all up in my business. This is what's happening right around you right now. They're setting up their government. There you go, right there. Here on the earth. And they're telling people their culture, yeah. their way of doing, their way of living. And they're even setting up their businesses for you to bow down to them and get what they have so you can join into Islam. They, they, everything that they believe, that's what they do because they're bringing their God here. Chinese people, they bring Buddha here. And they don't give up their culture. They, they burn incense to Buddha. They teach people the way. Go ahead, Ati. Go ahead. I'm going into something else. Just go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And you have to do what they say do, right? Like Apostle was saying, you have to adhere to their culture, to their language, the way they speak, uh, their money, and everything. And, and I, I love what you're saying about if you notice it, and, and I'm not getting political, but just like building a border wall, how many other countries do you go into that you can just go into that country any kind of way? You can't. And like Apostle was saying about with the Chinese people, and not just them, but everybody, they don't want to give up their language. They don't want to learn your language. They want you to adapt to what they do. Hold and it. They learn your language to get your money. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they keep their language. Exactly. And when their kids are born, they're taught their language and our language. Right. Go ahead, Steve. Right. But when Jesus came to bring the kingdom, God's way of doing things, just like some of us with our parents, we do what our parents do. We, we, we speak the way they speak. We, if, if you have parents that hold on to money and, and didn't want to spend their money, we do the same thing. We take up, if they were Baptists, just like myself, I grew up in a Baptist church. My parents went to a Baptist church, so I went to a Baptist church. But when Jesus came, he came to show the way that is done in heaven. He brought Amen. heaven to earth. And, and, and what apostle and, and what God give all of us is that we have to do it the kingdom's way. We, can't, we can no longer do it man's way. When man tell you that you're sick and you're going to die, the word of God tell you by Jesus' stripes you're healed, that healing is the children's bread. When man tell you that I can't give you this loan, that you're broke and that you'll never have anything because your credit is bad, Jesus said, I came that you would have life and have it more abundantly, not just in your finances, but the whole total package of salvation, healing, prosperity. Everything you need is in the kingdom, and we have to draw from what's in us because it's already in us, and we have to draw from the well that's already in us because God already gave it to us. Amen. The Bible says he's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, Amen. and, and it's all, we already have it, so I'll hush now, right? <laughs> see? I t see? It was already in you. You just need more clarification to bring out of you what was already in you. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Now, who else got something out of this tonight? Jennifer? 
this is kind of piggybacking on what T said. When we go back to the beginning, how God spoke everything and how everything worked, and then when the, when the earth became corrupt, everything turned to the world's way. And in Jesus' time, the people were looking for, when they, then they thought a king was coming, they thought it was going to be the world's king, like what they were used to. And Jesus, Jesus come to restore back. And so it was so different and so foreign. And we're, we've been raised up in the world's way even now. Even when we're raised up in a Christian home, we still are in the world here. And so we're having to relearn or be reminded of God's way of doing things. And, and it takes continuing, 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 continuing. Amen. Amen. So, and all of that being said, the more you know who you are and the more you know about the kingdom, you won't be going after other things because you have everything you need. You just have to know how to bring what's in heaven down here to earth and you do it through speaking. Speaking those things that be not as though they were. And if things are not operating the way they need to be operating according to heaven, you got the keys to bind and you got the keys to loose. It's up to you. God done done everything he's going to do. That's why you need to be taught the kingdom of God so you can live according to the kingdom so people won't see you as being the world. They'll see you as being who you are, a citizen in the kingdom, ambassadors, sons and daughters. Amen? We're no longer slaves. So we need to quit acting like slaves. We need to quit acting like we don't have anything because God has richly blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places through Christ Jesus. That's how we got it, through our big brother, Jesus Christ. He paid the price for us to have the kingdom that was lost. He restored it. So now it is ours. Our inheritance is the kingdom. So chew on that for a little bit. And we'll see what else God brings. Amen. Do we have any announcements? Any announcements? Quanah. 